Google allows its employees to innovate, to provide ideas, and to fund startups. Well, that's what we all heard. But recently, I had the privilege and the opportunity to talk to one of such instances. I spoke about a startup which Google has started, and I had the opportunity to talk to Nia Castelli, who's the product counsel at Google and is also now co-founder and legal head at this new company that is set up checks. So what we are going to do is we're going to go and talk to Nia about how is it for a startup? What priority should they assign for privacy and how do they go about privacy? And of course, we will ask, what is this checks all about? Let's go. Hello, and welcome to the Fit for Privacy podcast with Puneet Bhatia. This is the podcast for those who care about their privacy. Here, your host, Puneet Bhatia, has conversations with industry leaders about their perspectives, ideas, and opinions relating to privacy, data protection, and related matters. Be aware that the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are not legal advice. Let us get started. So welcome, Nia, to Fit for Privacy podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to have you. So let's start with an icebreaker. When you think of GDPR, what's the one word that comes to your mind? Complicated. <laughs> <laughs> for think, sure it is. <laughs> yeah, I think as everyone knows in this space and even outside of privacy space itself, um, it was a game changer a number of years ago. I think those who hadn't really thought about privacy, especially companies, um, now were forced to um, because it was a significant shift right in the landscape in terms of what's required, et cetera. Um, but it was complicated and continues to be, but important nonetheless. Indeed, it is very important. And what we see is it has created a shift in not only the mindset, but also in the legal landscape. And we see so many new and of course, fragmented laws coming up globally, many of the laws copy pasting GDPR and coming up with new law. What do you have to say about that? I mean, what kind of challenges are these so many laws causing? Because I was speaking with somebody at a conference uh, earlier in the week and we were saying, how many privacy laws are there for a global company to comply with? And we had a list of more than 100 privacy laws to comply with. And I'm sure with Google, it's the same situation being a global company. So what challenges do you see with companies in this global context where there are more than 100 privacy laws to comply with? All of them similar in a way? but all of them different in another way. Yeah, I mean, that is, that is the problem. Um, if you are a good actor and you want to do the right thing, um, it's challenging. But, you know, particularly in this time where, you know, resources are constrained across the board um, for everyone. And how do you deal with that when they're changing? They're like, as you said, overlap. Um, and some not overlap um, and, you know, updates, et cetera, fine tuning. Um, it's definitely a challenge. I think one of the good news is, you know, we've seen this in our own product offering is that there is overlap and that we can leverage um, you know, resources and technology to try to streamline the process and identify where there's overlap um, and so that you can then focus solely on, um, you know, what's what's different, right? Um, and it's also the case that, you know, all laws don't apply to every uh, sort of, you know, offering, right, enterprise. Um, some things you're just not doing. If you're not filming the public, <laughs> you don't have to worry about those things. Um, so hopefully, you know, that too can be helpful 
um, and identifying and really narrowing in on what laws and requirements apply um, to the business you're in. Yeah, I think that's one of the first things one needs to do in sense, identify which requirements, which obligations are applicable to you rather than the whole sum because the GDPR itself is 200 plus pages and so many articles. So you need to figure out what is applicable. That's the first challenge indeed. But when we talk about these challenges, also one of the questions is especially for startups because you have a dual role, you are in Google and you're also in the startup. For a startup, the challenge is optimizing and defining priorities so that they can effectively deliver on what they aim to do. And why would you say then the GDPR or privacy compliance should be a number one priority for that? I think one thing that all startups have in common is that you want to be big one day and you want to be successful and everyone knows your name and is using your product or service. Um, And so you have to start how you want to finish. And I think, you know, changing a culture um, and a business process after you've grown, after you you have significant risk and and known and exposures um, is harder than actually starting that way. And I think, you know, we've seen lately you know, the public is being more mindful, right? So your user base, not just the companies, of the the fact that they have this right to privacy and that they don't have to give it away. And that's only going to continue to grow. So for startups, you know, those who I've talked to and certainly um, how we thought about it with our product, um, we want to start with privacy by design. It's baked into our culture, baked into how we approach these things. And it's just part of what you you think about, you know, and a lot for and prioritize. It's just part of what you're going to do. Um, but as I mentioned, you know, we don't like in all aspects, like not just privacy, but we leverage technology to make a lot of stuff easier, right? Like even how you do payroll or what have you, organize teams, you know, even our video chats, right? <laughs> you know, help make things more economical than flying around. And I think the same can be true in the privacy space too. Yeah, I think in your case, when you set up a startup, you're backed by Google. So you don't have a challenge of resources per se. And when I say resources, resources of all kinds, financial resources, normal human resources, then skills and people to advise on. So you don't have that challenge. But for most startups, that's another challenge they have to manage. They have limited resources and they want to utilize those resources in testing out their product, testing out their idea. And they consider privacy as an overhead and compliance certainly is not privacy compliance certainly is not the number one priority. The number one priority is get out the product, test it out. Is it relevant? Will the customers buy it? And then they think of it afterwards. What do you have to say to them? Yeah, I mean, one thing to correct is even though we are a part of Google and backed by Google as any big company, you know, we have to prove our worth, right? And so we we have certainly had to start, um, you know, small mm-hmm. and be very scrappy, as they say, with our own resources. And I think um, that experience is analogous. And I've worked on other startups as well. Um, you know, what's important to you as a company is what you prioritize. So to your point, yes, getting out there is important, but all of those customers, all of that feedback that was hard won, um, you know, you spent time and effort uh, trying to acquire it. It's highly valuable, especially at the beginning to lose that, right? Because you're not doing the right thing, because you're not respecting your user's privacy is, is a huge risk. 
And so when, you know, I would talk to teams about like, think about that in terms of your value calculation. And again, you know, it doesn't, yes, it is an overhead, but how much of an overhead, right? Like if you start that way, it's much less resource constrained than the amount of money you'll have to pay down the road. So it is a little bit philosophical, pay now, pay later. (laughs) It's up to you. Indeed, it does get ethical or what do you say, organizational choices or culture, as we call it. So how would you recommend a startup or an organization to take up privacy initially? You mentioned that look at what's applicable, but that's applicable every time you launch a product, every time you make a decision. But how do you recommend to go about this privacy compliance, especially on one hand, you have this experience in a large corporate like Google, international, no challenge of, I mean, no shortage of resources. Of course, there are budgets and everything. But if there's a will, the budget will come and everything will happen. And on the other side, then there's a startup story wherein everything is to be optimized and it wants to happen very quickly. It's tough. You know, it depends on, you know, what you're actually doing. Um, But I go back to, you know, looking for tools that can create efficiencies. I think like everything else that you're doing, are there ways um, that you can, you know, leverage those? I think the other thing is when you think about the concept of privacy by design and minimizing data usage, I think that philosophy in and of itself is not costly. Right. Um, it may be may require a little bit more thought um, and maybe a few more lines of code, perhaps. Right. <laughs> Instead of just dropping, for example, in the app space an SDK in, but actually inspecting it or perhaps, you know, writing the code yourself. Um, you know, there are a lot of different sort of points there that don't have to be, you know, they're not necessarily like the amount of ex, um, incremental time is not significant. Um, because it's more about, it could be just simply at the planning stage that has increased it. But all of those things are directly impacts in, well, you know, your privacy stance, how your, your exposure, your risk. I mean, even minimizing data usage limits what you have to do in terms no. of keeping it safe. Indeed. And mostly we talk about, like we'd say, privacy is an ethical issue or you need to look at it ethically. There's also this uh, commonly used term saying for privacy compliance, it's important to have the right culture. You need to make a cultural shift. You need to make a cultural change. What do you have to say about that? Does that apply to a startup? And of course, it does apply to a large corporate. Most definitely. And I think, you know, like any organization, um, it starts with leadership. Mm -hmm. I know with our own company, our own Sardi product team, (laughs) as leaders, that was our mindset. And so therefore, as we brought on and selected people, we looked for people who had a similar mindset, who understood it, believed in it, that this is valuable that it will continue to make our company, our product valuable because we've been thoughtful in this respect, that it will in fact be a product differentiator, right? Um, mm-hmm. When you start viewing it that way, um, it's not just about ethical, but it could be part of your marketing positioning, right? Because as I mentioned, the landscape is shifting quickly and users and certainly companies that you might, if you're a SaaS business, B2B, um, they are certainly mindful of it. And so that too can be, you know, an opportunity for your startup to, to be different, to stand out is because you've incorporated these principles from day one. 
Absolutely. You share so many insights about privacy and such a interesting view about how privacy compliance should be taken. Tell us, how did you get into privacy and when did you get into privacy? Was it in Google? Was it in the startup? How did it happen? So GDPR was a big shift <laughs> for me. So I'm a lawyer, obviously, by training. And, you know, I've been practicing for over 20 years. And so even prior to becoming Google, you know, I've worked, you know, I was a litigator and then, you know, moved on to being a general counselor and, you know, privacy comes up, right? So definitely has been a part of my education, my, you know, business experience. But in terms of really focusing on it, um, that came more once I started, uh, I came to Google about almost nine years ago. And, um, you know, working on um, advising our product teams. And then, as we mentioned, a seismic shift of GDPR, which honed everyone's focus on it. Um, And so working with one of our product teams and advising them on, you know, any changes that needed to be made as a consequence of of GDPR um, really is where I got interested in it. And, you know, I saw at the time I was working, um, advising the Play Store that we heard from our partners, our developers, wow, this is hard. Can you help us? (laughs) And, you know, I truly believe at a personal level, um, you know, privacy is a right and that we should respect it. And I, in my own personal offering, (laughs) I care about those things. And so I'm also a a big technologist, right? Like I believe in technology and innovation. And I'm like, these shouldn't, it shouldn't be a Hobson's choice, right? Like you should be able to have both. And that's how I got here. Um, I want to help. I want to make this possible that we can have both, right? That we can start the right way and respect users' privacy and still innovate and move quickly. Okay, that's very interesting because I think you have the right elements in to be successful in privacy because you, of course, need to know privacy. If you're a lawyer, that always helps. And then if you understand technology and business, that's where it makes a difference. That's where it helps you implement, helps you advise in line with what the business needs. And that takes me to the other question. So how did this idea of a startup in Google came? Because if I see that you're employed by Google, you're employed by the other company. So when did this startup idea came and what is this startup all about? So as Googlers, we're really lucky. Google has an in-house incubator. Um, and at the time, and we had a part, my founder and colleague um, and I came out of play and we had this idea, as I mentioned, um, to how can we help in this space, right? Like, can we come up with an idea to help, help, help mobile app developers um, with privacy compliance um, so that they can continue to do the things that they love, build amazing, delightful apps? And so, you know, being a part of Google and having this opportunity, we pitched the idea to the in-house incubator and were accepted in it. And so that's really where our startup, so it's still within Google, but we're able to act as a startup and work as a startup, including having (laughs) to be scrappy and explain why, you know, resources were needed. Um, And we've now brought that um, to market. Uh, We launched last year. Um, and now are officially a part um, as a Google product. So checks that's the, the company slash product is the product name, um, but it is part of Google. But what does this checks do? What is this uh, checks all about? So we were really on a mission to take, as I said, the complexity out of compliance. Um, so we want uh, to help mobile app to, providers uh, quickly discover, communicate, and fix privacy-related issues. And so we've created this dashboard that where we leverage Google's AI um, to identify 
what an app is says it's doing, um, what mm-hmm. it's actually doing and comparing that to what it's required to do so that we can provide actionable insights um, and an intuitive dashboard. So it saves time, it provides efficiency and allows them, as we talked about previously, to not have to um, expend resources that may be constrained, um, but still being able to do the right thing and move quickly. So essentially, you're, if I understand well, you are simplifying privacy for an app developer, mobile app developer to be specific. By analyzing their code, analyzing their app and telling them what are the things from privacy perspective they need to take care of. Is that? That's right. So in, in addition to that, um, you know, as you know, currently the best way to co- that we have to communicate to our users if we're a provider of a product is through our privacy policy. So we also look at that. So we leverage uh, natural language processing to review these privacy policies at scale. So we can tell you as a, as a user, um, this is what you're saying to your customers you're doing. Um, this is what we see your app actually doing. Um, and <laughs> this is what you're supposed to be doing, whether it's based on regulatory requirements or um, app platform policy requirements. And if any of those things get out of sync, we flag them for the uh, for the customer. And that way, um, it still requires work, but it's much more focused work. They know where to um, you know send their resources in a very strategic way. Um, it also, you know, helps with visibility, um, even at the small, you know, level, if you're a small startup, you know, and there's a five person team, there are a number of people who care, may care about this, right? There's the engineer who's actually, you know, adjusting the code. There's the leadership, um, you know, and perhaps you even have outside counsel or some advisor and being sure that they all have access to the same information and can take action quickly is what we think and what we know and what we're hearing from our customers is a game changer for them. Sure. And when you provide this insights or a dashboard, is that accompanied with advice or do they need to have their own privacy person or go for an external consultant like me or something? How does it work? Well, you hit the nail on the head. We are not a lawyer in a box for sure. (laughs) And we're not coming after the lawyer's jobs. Um, But what we're providing is is the ability for, like, if you were a consultant, right, um, and working with uh, a company and they were using checks and, you know, they, they would, sh- you could have access to the dashboard. And so when issues are flagged, you would know exactly what to do in terms of where to focus, what questions to ask. We provide what we call evidence, which is just, you know, specific aspects of the policy, of the code, um, you know, other things that would be helpful to help you get to the root of it and provide counsel and advice. Um, again, makes it much more f- efficient for your time, for their time, um, mm-hmm. and then therefore they can use their resources in the right way. And if someone wants to know more about this product, what's the best way to find out more? It's checks.google.com? Or- yes, very simple, checks.google.com. Okay, and I, I see it has different licensing models, a free model as well, premium model as we call it so it's interesting so if you were to go to a startup who doesn't know about checks for example and as a privacy counsel legal counsel they ask you 
for one simple advice to get started on check, uh, checking their privacy compliance or starting their privacy compliance? What would be that one simple message for them? I guess the simplest is run a report, see where you are. Um, it's always good to know. Um, maybe everything looks great and you have nothing to worry about. Um, or you might find some things that you aren't aware. I think one of feedbacks that's, you know, an example that's always great to hear is where, you know, a customer thought that, for example, if you're in the mobile app space, you know about SDKs, they thought an SDK had been taken out of their app. Everyone believed it was so. They ran their first report. Lo and behold, there was that SDK still seen. It was just a lack of communication, not of intent. And it's one that they wanted to remove. But that quickly, they were able to take action and take a significant step for them um, in reducing their risk profile, where that piece of code that continued in their app could have been problematic down the road. And so that would be my, um, my one piece of advice is just go ahead and see what you find first and go from there. I think that's very clear and very logical. Don't assume, go in, test it out, know the risk, and then you can take a risk-based decision rather than assuming that there's no risk or there's no challenge. That's right. Good. So it was wonderful to have you and have this wonderful conversation. I'm glad we had a conversation and thanks for your time and insights. Thank you. And thank you so much for having me. It was an enjoyable time. Thank you. Same here. Thanks for listening. If you liked the show, feel free to share it with a friend and write a review. If you have already done so, thank you so much. And if you did not like the show, don't bother and forget about it. Take care and stay safe. Fit for Privacy helps you to create a culture of privacy and manage risks by creating, defining, and implementing a privacy strategy that includes delivering scenario-based training for your staff. We also help those who are looking to get certified in CIPPE, CIPM, and CIPT through on-demand courses that help you prepare and practice for certification exam. Want to know more? Visit www.fitforprivacy.com. That's www.fit4privacy.com. If you have questions or suggestions, drop an email at Hello at fitforprivacy.com. Until next time, goodbye.